Cool. What is going on, everybody, and welcome back to episode. Oh, Doggy hates when I do that. Welcome back to the Maker Made Podcast, episode thirty-six. I can't welcome you back 36. to episode thirty-six because we haven't had episode thirty-six yet. But we're here now. There you go. You're learning. Joined by my good buddy Doggy and a special guest today, Mister Ben. Ben, would you like to uh, hey. introduce yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I head up the page. Lost Woods Creative is my business. My name is Ben Sturry. And I'm based out of Kentucky right now. So grew up in, in Kenya and in East Africa. That's kind of my background. Came here for college. Gnarly. And settled down, settled in the area. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been doing woodwork for a long time. My, my dad was a woodworker and he kind of got me into it. Oh, wow. You know, as a kid, high schooler. And um, just kind of loved it from the start. I, uh, I'm notorious for not being able to, do, to settle on a specific art medium so i've kind of done it all over the years i've done photography and ceramics and stuff but woodworking just kept going back to it and it's just endless possibilities so and we uh, talk oh sorry i didn't want to cut you off but uh your your love or your interest in photography as a medium it shows in your woodworking because you definitely capture (laughs) like in you and, and and zach has we talk about Zach, plenty of times, um, yeah. way more than he should get, you know, a name. But uh, your guys' <laughs> photography, like sometimes I take a picture, I'm like, that sucks. I hate the way that looks. <laughs> um, and but it's an expensive hobby, and I'm just not not there yet. Hey, you can do a lot with the iPhone these days. So this is true. <laughs> Curious, but no, yeah, that's who I am. Curious, so. you said uh, you didn't come out to the states until you were in college, right? Yeah, that's kind of where it, when I stayed. I had been a couple of times okay. growing up. So was your dad a woodworker in Africa as well? Not professionally, just a hobby. My dad um, kind of come from a medical family. Um, he was in community health. His father was a surgeon, um, and that's how we kind of ended up over there. My grandfather was a doctor, uh, started this little bush hospital, and now it's second largest hospital in the country Whoa. so we just kind of been, been there for a couple of generations at this point that's crazy dude uh, you're the, the yeah, wood doctor cool. that's this should be your name yeah. the wood doctor <laughs> i'm the least smart of the last three generations <laughs> <laughs> so i know you said you've had visited the states a handful of times but like was it a pretty huge culture shock moving here full-time or was it an easy adjustment oh yeah no it's a big culture shock for sure it's, it's very different um you know, college is great though. I, I loved it. I love the states. Kentucky is a great place to live. But yeah, there's you know, the little details, the things you would never think about about culture shock. <laughs> Every now and again, What's... I'll still walk to the wrong side of the the car <laughs> to drive. So <laughs> still revert back to that. That's funny. What What's like a? I'm trying to think of what's like a common dish, like food in Kenya. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean. Beef stew is a big one, um, just kind of a staple over there. And they have this food called ugali, which is like, it does not sound appetizing at all. It's basically like cornmeal mush, like hard cornmeal that like feels like Play-Doh. And you kind of like dip it into your beef stew mm. and eat it. Um, could, you, could you spell that good. for me? It is U-G-A-L-I. Golly. U-G-A-L-I, you ain't got no alibi. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Okay. 
I'm gonna look that up. That yeah. sounds uh, um... it's funky. It's 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 tasteless, you know. But it's like a big, heavy food like rice. You know, it yeah. fills you up really quick and really easily. So that's why it's so popular. Interesting. Oh yeah, that's pretty gnarly, dude. So uh, what, what was uh, I mean, we're totally deviating off what we initially planned on talking about. But now I'm super intrigued because I knew that you were from Africa originally, and I yeah. the only real firsthand knowledge I have of Africa specifically is my girlfriend went on a, one of those church trips to Africa, you know, in the less fortunate areas and helped build houses and played with the kids and all that jazz. And I know from stories I've heard from her, I mean, it's a different world. Like that's the best way to put it. It's a completely different world, obviously, especially the stuff that she did and the things that she saw in the little communities that she was involved in is, is mind blowing, man. Yeah, it, it definitely is a, a completely different world. Do you know, Kenya is a pretty modern African country. I mean, Nairobi, the capital is huge, right. modern, but you know, you drive half an hour. Oh, oh. Man. is he gone for you too? Yep. That was weird. We lost uh, our guest temporarily there for a minute, but uh, we'll let you jump back into what you were saying. I believe you were talking about the big city. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, it's just you can go from the big city and drive half an hour and you're completely in the middle of nowhere. Rural Africa with giraffes and zebras on the side of the road. So <laughs> That's it's crazy. Really different. Yeah. That that is what Haley said too about it. She was cuz it's it's a very it's a real uh, real. It's a very developed like true typical city. The yeah. what what was the name of it again? Nairobi is the capital of Kenya. Yeah, and then you sure. you just you just drive like you said 30 minutes outside and you're in yeah. Total, total different area. Yeah, it's uh, like Memphis. <laughs> What's that? It's like Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. So, actually, um, we usually kind of do a recap of what we're ta- working on in the shop. And I know you said uh, you had a, a craft fair that didn't pan out as well. Um, I am a, I'm very good at talking about craft fairs <laughs> that don't pan out well, uh, but we won't, uh, we won't hammer that too hard because last week we did an episode um about what we thought ben's point of view was and um and we were wrong we were dead wrong um so we just wanted to kind of bring you on to chat about um the the story you put up because again we we didn't want to kind of drag you or tag your name to it without actually having your point of view um so i don't i don't have the the story um, of the actual like phrasing, uh, but I think we just misunderstood what you were, what you were saying, oh, no. and wanted to give you a chance. Uh, re- Rebuttal is the wrong word, um, <laughs> but kind of like you know provide some clarity uh, so we can talk more smartly about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was a good episode, um, and a little nice. to go on in, in in your defense. You know, it was just a couple stories, a couple sentences over a very broad topic so you guys had some great points a lot of which i agree with and you didn't deviate you know off the topic there's tons to talk about but definitely um, yeah i think i think just to dive right in my kind of main point with the story um was on how how to approach a marketing strategy as a woodworker whether you're 
beginning, you know, if, if you have a couple followers or, you know, you're well on your way, I think everyone kind of has a goal in mind, you know, how to grow their account, how to get exposure. Um, and so I was more talking about, you know, if you're starting out, especially not to form your strategy off of spam tagging companies and <laughs> hope to hope for growth. You know, it's like, well, I, I, I want to be sponsored, you know, by an epoxy company and a pigment company and this and that. So I'm just going to, that's my goal. I'm just going to tag them until they sponsor me. Um, so that was kind of something I've seen uh, on Instagram a lot. People just hard tagging and through discussion been like, yeah, I just, I want to, I just want to get sponsored. Um, so that was kind of the main, the main point is really think out your strategy. It's great to tag these companies. Obviously it gets you, you know, eyes on your account and you know, you know, when you like a brand, it's great to tag them, whether you're sponsored or not. I do it all the time. Right. Uh, but I think there's a big difference in, in tagging a company you like, whether it's for just cause you like them or because you actually want to build a repertoire of, you know, companies that you are on the end with repertoire, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think there's just a lot of different strategies and that is one I've seen people make the mistake of trying that is just not going to, not going to work out as well as they might think, you know? Um, but yeah, that's a good summary of my name. So, <laughs> so, okay. Obviously we were, like you said, we were going off of a, a store or maybe, I don't know, two, three stories that you posted, you know, just text about the topic and we kind of interpreted our, interpreted it our way. So oh, was yeah. there something, and we brought this up very briefly obviously because we didn't have you to talk about it but we brought this up last week we were curious was there something i guess you might not want to dive into it but was there something that sparked you to even post that in the first place no you know i think if there's not a specific instance you know i wasn't necessarily i didn't go approach a company and ask for sponsorship and turn down and I was like well nobody should do this anymore it wasn't anything like that it's just more you know as my account grows I think what sparked it was just the thought of, you know, at some point you got to stand back and if you're going as a business standpoint, comparing your own self-worth and your own talent um, and comparing it to how much you're giving credit to these companies. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for example, like we all have very different styles and it's, you know, our skill set and talent that, produce the pieces that we make do these companies have a huge hand absolutely do they help it help the process go quicker easier better a hundred percent and they deserve recognition for that but i think you know that's kind of the other the other side we all post on this app i think for the main reason to get to get attention right to get attention to our products through our business um and that's part like tyler said you know that's part of the beauty of of social media, you, you give and you take a little bit to grow. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a certain level where you can also step back and consider how much am I giving and how much am I receiving and what's kind of the goal. Um, so yeah, not necessarily an actual situation, um, but more like, you know, if you're just spam tagging companies, hoping to get a sponsorship out of it, that's just not, not a great strategy. <laughs> <laughs> at all <laughs> there's also a lot of people that and we mentioned on the episode last week that have maybe gotten one 
package of super glue for glue company um, <laughs> and it becomes like the center of the universe in their mm-hmm. social media and it's like that box probably cost them like thirty dollars yeah and it has become which it it makes it makes a difference in the shop because you don't have to pay for it what it cost us 50 or 60 with markup um but yeah in the, the amount of advertising they get for that like they're smart they're 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 really smart because they can give away nothing um and and get a ton of free advertising yeah i i still don't think i have my mind made up on it though because Mm -hmm. if you're a small account and you get that thing of super glue and you tag whatever company and then you know they have to reshare you uh but you get all of their eyes on your product too. So part of me is like, if you're using that product in your post and you tag them, that's the opportunity to get more eyes, grow your following. Um, But there's some gray area, ill-defined section Hmm. that is, you know, you've become a brand ambassador without compensation kind of thing. And I I don't know where that line is. yeah, I think, you know, when you're receiving, a pr- whether it's a sponsorship or not, or like you said, or you're just receiving a nice gesture from these companies, whether it be a bottle of glue or, you know, or whatever, I think that's that's totally different than, um, than not receiving anything from them when they mm-hmm. are using your content, you know, and oftentimes it's all the time, pretty much it's willingly, right? You're tagging this company, expecting and hoping for their attention, whether it be a story mention, a repost, something along those lines, right? If you make a post and write a half paragraph about how wonderful this product is and they completely ignore it, you know, some part of you is like, hmm, that's too bad. You know, I I give you a huge shout out and, you know, you couldn't give anything in return. So, you know, from a business standpoint, you are trying to grow promote your product and they're helping because you're using their stuff and they're showing your work. And that's great. That's the beauty of it. It's kind of like a, a back and forth, but I think oftentimes it's very one-sided, right? Mm-hmm. How, how much credit are you giving this glue, <laughs> you know, you use to create this insane chaos cutting board for them to be like, you know, look at our product. <laughs> this is what can happen. This is what will what will happen as soon as you use our glue, you know. And then they're getting tons of recognition, um, and that's a good point. Like, I think everyone has a different experience, you know. And I think you guys talked about how as a small woodworker, especially, it's it's good to tag these companies because it brings more eyes to your account. Um, for me, it doesn't really equate or it it didn't when I started I know we kind of all started our accounts at different times Mm -hmm. Um, and I totally remember the first time you know my stuff was shared in a story it was a huge huge it was awesome it makes you feel great it's a huge accomplishment you're like wow you know I'm being recognized and then repost you know obviously you remember the first time someone reposted your post and that's awesome you never forget your first (laughs) that's right (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I think I think the stats, you know, that I remember don't really back that up. Like for for example, if like the first couple times my 
a post was reshared by one of these companies, right? Huge deal. It's awesome. You're getting reshared to their page. But what I've found oftentimes is the follower gain from that is one to five followers, maybe. Mm-hmm. Huge deal if it's like 10, even that, you know, whether I had 500 or nowadays, it's a huge deal to get more than 10 followers from a reshare because what happens is yeah, you're getting the shout out, but the attention is now going, you know, is on their page. People are liking that post on their page, Mm -hmm. commenting on that post on their page, because I think inherently a lot of people are lazy. They're not going to, you know, put in effort to read the caption, click on your name, go to your account, find the original post and give it a like, you know? And when you read the comments, (laughs) oftentimes it's like, wow, how did you do this? this is crazy. You know, it's like, they don't even see that it wasn't even the page who made the product. Right. So, so I feel like growth, especially as a woodworker comes more from other woodworkers, other communities. I mean, I remember the first time another woodworker shared my post and I gained 50 followers, you know, it's like people trust other woodworkers and stuff as well as the brand, but the brand, you know, is getting a huge bump of likes and comments on this post of yours while you're getting Couple likes, couple comments, maybe. They don't. Uh, from that. They don't create their own content. Like all oh, they yeah. have to go off of is, I mean, they might have their own like product uh, images and in some dem- demos and stuff like that. But really, it's it's on us yeah. to get their Instagram accounts moving. Um, yeah, and that's not necessarily a bad mm-hmm. thing, you know. Like you know, like Tyler was saying, it, it's the way of the game. It's the beauty of social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bad thing at all, but I think, you know, at a certain point, you know, your goal is to grow your business and their goal is to grow theirs. But, you know, a social media marketing person for these accounts, you know, what's the best type of advertising, free advertising, (laughs) you know, they have hundreds, (laughs) thousands of small woodworker accounts lining up, tagging them. And it's, it's not, I wouldn't say explicit as dangling a carrot, you know, like, saying, oh, I know that if I share this account story, they're going to keep giving me content. And I don't have to give anything back. It's not necessarily that mindset, <laughs> but, a, but 100%, they, they're, you know, that's their job. You know, get marketing and spend as little money as possible. So they yeah. know that, you know, by resharing stories and posts, it's going to what? Make that woodworker continue to, to tag mm-hmm. them. Which is fine. It's kind of like, yeah. like it's a very it's a very valid marketing scheme, obviously. Oh yeah. But it's yeah. just I kind I know what you're saying about you know maybe it's not the well it's not the best on our end in terms of just mindset to have, obviously, and it might not be the world's most ethical thing on their end. <laughs> ethical might not be it might be a little extreme of a word, but that's kind of the gist, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not a, not yeah. a sinister thing at all. You know, you're tagging yeah. them willingly, you know, and want to be reshared and reposted. It's just the way, you know, way it goes. It's the way and, of the road, uh, Jack. Yeah, I think right. there's kind of like that that mindset switch where it's you're no longer, like when you're posting the way kind of Ben you were, you were talking about, you're working for them. And it's like, mm-hmm. you have to make them work for you. Like as soon as it's it's so one-sided or it's just not working, then you got to move on. You got to do something else. So right. yeah. and that's kind of my approach to just Instagram as a whole, where mm-hmm. um, the, for the longest time, 
I was working for Instagram. Like mm. all I was doing was create content for the sake of creating content. Once they rolled out Reels bonus, I'm like, all right, Instagram's working for me now. I still have to <laughs> post, but it's not so one-sided. I'm yeah. getting something out of this. So I'm going to keep keep kind of doing the, the monkey skills and, and posting every day kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah, not a huge uh, point on that one. But, yeah, make, make it work for you too. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it's, it's like you said, it's part of the grind. You know, you know that you're trying to build your company but at a certain level, it's like, okay, let's, let's take a, a step back. I've tagged this company hundreds of times, you know, pointed dozens of people in their direction, made them uh-huh. money, 100%, whether it's growth of their page or monetary value of getting them product sales, mm-hmm. and you don't get anything in return. That's when you kind of stop and think, okay, well, you know, I'm a business as well. Uh-huh. And, you know, take photography for example you take a great picture and you see your photo being you know used as advertisement for some print company right to advertise their paper you know it's kind of like at what point is it is it different than just like oh yeah your photo's great we're using it to you know to promote people see your photo that's awesome no you're selling your own product and at some point you have to be like well i'm also a business we have to have some sort of two-way street um, type of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took a I took a picture at uh, Yosemite and I saw it in a hotel room. You know, <laughs> got a free um, stay out of it, right? That, that's logical, right? <laughs> I, I was I was talking to someone else before we get off of like the reshare part of the the topic from a little mm-hmm. bit ago. Is uh, I'm at the point where I get kind of annoyed when people reshare without asking um the way you were kind of talking about uh about um people taking your like photos for example uh, without asking where if that account doesn't ask i'll report it immediately oh absolutely Um, it's so funny you bring that up because i was just sitting here thinking of an example in a scenario and it's like if we'll use type on as an example because they're they do it all the time where you post a back when pictures were popular, you know, you post a picture like, Oh, I glued this tabletop up with some type on three. And then they would take that and share it on their page and you'd whatever. Thanks for sharing. But if a account like doggy's talking about where it's like those stupid scammer reshare accounts, if they took that post and posted it on. Yeah. If they posted it on their page, you would report them or you'd block them or you'd tell everyone to report their page and get it taken down, you know? So that's, I feel like a very good, uh, little example of this type of situation where it can work in one way, but not in the other way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Especially with Heading myself real bonus. For <laughs> Good point. No, yeah. Especially <laughs> with, you know, real bonus, you know, getting money now. It's like when someone, these pages, you know, epoxy creations, beautiful epoxy <laughs> works are taking your reels and, and sharing them. Now, you know, they're making money from your content. So yeah, I had a couple viral reels and i probably wrote 20 of those pages i'm like take it down yeah like, sorry you're making money off my content and didn't even ask like thanks they think that if they tag you you know it's, it's fine right. <laughs> but but that's a great so, example and- you immediately block them because you're getting nothing in return and they're taking from you so mm-hmm. not that these companies is exactly the same but at some essence you need something in return right and so um a company actually reached out it was a bottles and caps 
beer drinkers post and they wanted to share my bottle openers. And I was mm-hmm. like, yes, but I want my account to be in the first sentence. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to reshare me, Absolutely. when people read this, cause we know people's attention spans are like six seconds. Mm-hmm. I want right. I want them to see it. I don't first line of the caption tags at the bottom. Cause yeah. that's what they'll do. They'll be like credit dog, personal builds, like three periods down tab, tab, yeah. tab, tab, tab hidden, you know, two, two point font. So, right. And so. no one's going to even, if it has to be expanded, no one's going to even do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was, you, you made the comment about people reading it, you know, on a sponsor or company's page rather, um, mm-hmm. and not knowing like the backstory of who, who actually did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in general, a funny comment about like internet trolls on posts. Cause all of us have had some, some, videos that have gone off um, oh, yeah. like viral. I, I don't like using the word viral um, because it makes me feel like a TikTok dancer. Um, but <laughs> you wish you were dude. Of views. You don't like that? Um, <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta get some low cut shirts. Um, <laughs> but people will ask a question like, oh, what finish are you using? Like, mm-hmm. did, did you read the caption? Because I said finished with you know, blank. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, I get so annoyed by that, but on the bright side is like, it's more engagement, you know? And my favorite thing is I always reply. Yeah. My favorite thing is to reply to them with another question so that they have the reply again. And then, you know, if you're lucky, you get like five or six messages in one chain or comments yeah. in one chain. And then you're oh, like, he, he, he exploiting the system. <laughs> uh, that's like Brian's bottle cap, you know, post. It's like you have all these trolls on there. Like that's a twist off bottle. And you can just, you can just like throw, you know, fuel on the fire and be like, no, it's not. <laughs> no. It's not right. yeah. No. Yeah, you like, commented that yeah. on the, I, cause I opened a Sam Adams October fast and you're like, that's a twist off. And I was like, are you kidding me? I ran to the fridge. I'm like, that's not a twist off. That's a twist off. <laughs> and then, like, no, and then you were you like, added an emoji or something. <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah. I had to drink a whole, no, I had to try three beers and drink them <laughs> just to see if they were pop tabs. Ironically enough. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no. We just lost Ben again. Ironically (laughs) enough, one one minute ago, all of that work for a (laughs) screw-off. People are so dumb, dude. Gotta love the trolls. uh, We lost our buddy Ben again. Um, Please hold. Well, we might as well take this opportunity to talk about this week's episode sponsor, that being Jobber. Someone recently asked me how a CRM tool can be so valuable to a small business, which really blew my mind because there are so many people out there who are stuck in the past and doing everything on pen and paper when there are so many more efficient ways to handle your business. For me, efficiency is key. Any opportunity I have to spend less time inside working on admin things, the more time I get to spend in the shop completing projects to get paid. Thanks to Jobber, this has never been easier. Be sure to check out the link in my bio to see how you can get started today. Maybe I am the problem, you know. Problem child. <laughs> it gives me a message. It's like, you're fine. It's not you're on your end. Maybe it is. <laughs> it's not you. It's me. <laughs> but yeah, just to touch on that quickly, like that's how my TikTok grew is I posted one of those bourbon casting videos and it was yep. just hounded by two sides. One people were like, this is cool, this is unique. And the other was these hardcore bourbon people that are like, this is a travesty. How dare you waste this $20 bottle of bourbon? No one can drink it again. And that was just like, it took off because people were just commenting, 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 getting 
in fights with each other and I'm just standing back like giving these dry replies fueling the fire like, <laughs> keep it going <laughs> keep it going uh, you know what you should do for that cash bourbon and then drill into it and then drink it out of the bottle out of the side there you go <laughs> just get, drink some glass and epoxy chips along with it it's um, good for you because uh, those were full bottles right you didn't fill it with like brown epoxy like okay gotcha. oh yeah I just that's such a waste man i can't believe you do that i know that's what they said the hundreds <laughs> of people <laughs> oh man um, yeah we've talked about internet trolls a couple of times we have a lot of fun i get i always get trolled really really hard um uh or when people say well, what is he doing i'm like he's right here i'm right here i'm in the post i'll uh I'll respond. what is he doing um, my uh my rockler dust collector i still get comments about how to hang that properly um man and i'm like it's already hung, so yeah. if it's wrong, it's still working. So you're not you're not going to change anything. I'm going to change my mind. Um, That's the secret to growth. Just post something controversial or like an unfinished clip, and people just come for you. Yep, <laughs> no doubt. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look back at my little notes. Um, oh, and in, in terms of tagging companies, again, if you're not sponsored, again, we, we talked last week briefly that. If you like the product and you believe in it, you like the people, just like tag them. No big deal. If, oh, yeah. If that's what your account is. But I'm trying to keep my captions a little leaner. So not doing these paragraph um, or multiple sentence, multiple sentences. So I do like an opening sentence, a space, like a break, um, two sentences, and then like a break, and then one final sentence. And the final one on these bottle opener ones are usually like, available on my Etsy link in bio. Yeah. So if I tag a company that takes up one of those three sections already. Right. So then either my caption is going to be longer than the attention span of the average American, or it's just not going to, it's going to look weird to me. So it's, I, yeah, I'll, or I'll tag companies, but I'll just tag their name in the, in the tag section, is that you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I won't actually put it in the caption. Right. If I really like the company, they'll go in the caption. Um, but yeah, and then you got to think about you know if they're just copying and pasting your content, you know where you want their name to be and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. but yeah, I think that's you know the main point of what I was attempting to say is you know if you love a company, back a company, absolutely tag them. Don't stop tagging companies i know i worded it that way um that that wasn't my point at all tag companies all day long if you like them love them want to promote them um but at least think and strategize about you know how how much you're tagging companies why you're tagging them what you want in return what you expect you know i think i've kind of evolved over the years i used to tag every single company you know the tools i use the each brand the finish the epoxy type on glue bessie um, clamps absolutely rubio finish <laughs> yeah like 10 10 tags and now i'm just like i'll tag the one that maybe i use the most you know if i pour a mm -hmm. 12 gallon tabletop i'm obviously gonna gonna post the epoxy company because i like them and i used a ton of it in that project you know same with glue if you're making a chaos board or whatever so i'll post a couple who really stood out in the project or whatever um 
and no, I'm not sponsored by them and that's not a requirement. Um, but just hold your own skill set at a higher value, you know, don't give all the credit to these companies so easily, you know, it, you stand out for a reason. It's what you supply. These companies, you know, these products do the exact same thing, no matter who touches them for the most part. It's you who sets yourself apart. So give the credit where credit's due. Well, in, in, uh, in terms of epoxy, that's not the case because any brand of epoxy I touch just, <laughs> just goes know, bad. No. goes exothermal <laughs> in <laughs> a minute. Like the last December, maybe two Decembers ago, I poured six inches deep on like a, like a cast, like your, like your, um, bourbon bottle kind yeah. of thing. Um, and I was doing, it was a bunch of walnut like pillars with string lights and then like more walnut, like stalactites, stalagmites kind of thing. Right. But I poured it sideways. Right. And, uh, number one, all the wires floated. So that sucked. <laughs> so it didn't work. I poured it. And so I thought epoxy had to be when you poured it like 73 degrees ambient mm. temperature. Right. So, I had it in my bedroom upstairs with a space heater on it. Oh, it was pulled out. Yeah. I when I put the mold down, I put my little back heater under the mold. Um and then and like turned the heater on and I torched it, torched the living daylights out of it, okay. took a shower, came back, and six inches was rock solid. Totally <laughs> cured in a matter of like ten minutes. That's insane. And I was like, well, I got to get this outside because I don't know if this is just going to catch on fire and melt my house down. Yeah. Um, yeah exclude epoxy from that list then. It's the steepest learning curve of any product out there. You can do it a hundred times mm-hmm. and then you'll still make a mistake and something weird will happen. It's crazy. Some, some, uh, spe- speaking of epoxy, some guy came over. I met him at a craft fair. He bought some of my excess epoxy for a project he's working on. Hmm. I, unopened um, bottles. And his first epoxy project, they're pouring like 14 gallons. Oh my goodness. That's um, a like risk. My first project was 15 ounces <laughs> and I was splitting hairs, freaking out over it. Oh yeah. I, uh, I actually remember my first epoxy project. I had this realtor who wanted some coasters made mm-hmm. and my business partner at the time who ran the laser engraved her logo in the coasters. And then I backfilled with some gold epoxy. Right. And like that, you said, it was just like a few ounces of epoxy. At the Stacey time. Drogos. Yes. How did you know that? That was weird. I don't forget. <laughs> That's crazy actually. You, you, but, she's uh, a realtor. You did a lot of work for her, right? Yeah, honest to God, and I would tell her this to her face if she was in front of me, which you know I don't see her as much as I used to. But she literally built my business. I don't know if she knows that or not, but like the because she was like the first person who ordered bulk cutting boards from me, and it went from like an order of ten to like an order of fifty every month. And then I I bought my first real cabinet table saw, or what is it called? Are they called cabinet table saws? Cabinet saw. Yeah, cabinet saws. And then obviously by buying that, I was able to build my business, you know, so a little side story. But anyway, I was making the coasters for her. I was backfilling with epoxy and that was the first time I I went inside, like Doggy said, probably to take a shower. And I had one of those little plastic solo cups sitting on my workbench in my garage. And I come out and there's gold epoxy everywhere spilling down the bench because the cup had like shrunk you know oh, the yeah. Heat, yeah it melted and i had i still have gold epoxy on my garage floor to this day that's perfect memories 
the, the memes. But right. I will say I've had much better success than Doggy. I'm very thankful that I have not had too many failed epoxy projects. Not that I've really done that many, but only one or two have gone south. Well, I've got to pour seven gallons or so for this sponsor that I'm working with for YouTube. No oh, man. And I can't get melamine anywhere. I really? I can't find it. No, hmm. It's not in stock at Lowe's, Home Depot. I've been checking for weeks and huh. uh, nothing. Now Every that I think I about it, I don't know if I've seen any. And I really don't want to use MDF because I don't hate myself. I've never never used melamine for mold ever. What do you use, MDF? MDF or plywood, scrap plywood that I have around. But yeah, it doesn't matter MDF. if you put the tape on it, right? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I also need to get, I need to get a sheet for my outfeed table. Yeah, so I was gonna get two sheets. Yeah, MDF mm. is heavy. That's at the same time. I try to avoid MDF because it's just so heavy, so it sags mm-hmm. easier. But, but that's the way it goes, you know. I think that's about all we got, boys. Is that uh fair to say, Ben? You have anything in particular you'd like uh, to talk about, share, or promote? No, not necessarily. Obviously, if you don't follow me, give me a follow. If you like epoxy works, and that's about it. You know, I will. I will say that uh, we obviously, me and Doggy, were fearing that you thought we were trying to like, or not trying to, but we tarnished your name or your brand or whatever with the last week's episode. But I will say, I had, I have probably five, at least five messages in my inbox day of posting who were like wow that was a really good conversation i'm so glad that was brought up and i'm so glad you shared ben because i went to his page and he makes kick-ass stuff and that's a fact you make some kick-ass stuff dude i appreciate it yeah and i i talked to two of our six listeners and they were not (laughs) six million he means (laughs) and they all agree huh as long as as long as tyler's untriggered from the last episode it triggers you a little bit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we unwound that coil, so we're good. Uh, good times, awesome. But a little Fortnite, and it, it burned, blew off some steam, and that was it. Hey, that's Speaking of Fortnite, do. do a Fortnite episode. Get Zach on here. Do a squad. I've been telling wow. Doggy. I've been telling Doggy for months that we should freaking stream us playing games. Oh man, Absolutely. Zach's got a girlfriend, so we don't talk. He doesn't talk to anybody anymore. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Hey. It, well, jokingly, um, but I think he goes and sees her pretty frequently on weekends. So, yeah. hey, um, his his time's less available. Pick a weeknight. We know we're all. That'll be fun though. All up late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Moonlit woodworkers, and then right. there's Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get started early, boys. I don't live in you, ha- you wonderful up. weather. Mm. You get up the same time I get up, and you're two time zones ahead of me <laughs> or behind me. So, uh, all right, boys. I think it's time to wrap things up and let's uh, peace out of here. Appreciate you ben, guys. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks for having me. Peace. peace.